Hi, this is Dr. Bill Renner. I myself am board certified in internal medicine and radiology. I'm honored to moderate a series of podcasts focused on topical event-based health and wellness issues with Dr. Alan Safdie. Dr. Safdie is board certified in internal medicine and gastroenterology and a fellow of the American College of Gastroenterology. In addition addition to his multiple achievements and acclaim in gastroenterology, his visits to India, Africa, Vietnam, Cambodia, and Cuba to study and lecture on healthcare have led him to become laser-focused on preventative medicine and wellness, not just illness and treatment. And Dr. Safdie lives the need to incorporate diet, exercise, and alternative approaches to wellness. He also gives information sourced only from peer-reviewed, evidence-based research. Dr. Safdie has been principal investigator in about 300 clinical research studies and co-investigator in about 900 clinical research studies, all published in peer-reviewed general. He firmly believes everyone is entitled to his own opinion, but is not, not his own set of facts. Today, Dr. Safdie, I want to talk to you about an update on COVID-19 and vaccines for COVID. What's the status of a COVID vaccine today? Well, Bill, that's a good question, especially with yesterday, uh, AstraZeneca voluntarily paused vaccinations to allow review of safety data because one patient got sick. Um, they got transverse myelitis, which is a significant illness. Now, is it related to the vaccine? We don't know. This is exactly how clinical trials are meant to work. Um, We pause trials when we're doing one to evaluate, did the vaccine cause this adverse event uh, or was this just an adverse event that can occur by chance because this disease can occur by chance also. Uh, We haven't seen it in other people with this this type of vaccine, but this is an AstraZeneca's vaccine is a new type of vaccination. Um, we have other vaccines that are out there. Um, you know, that what about the Russian vaccine? Do, would you comment on that? People are asking me about that. I mean, would I take the Russian vaccine? Um, well, why don't, why don't you tell us about okay. the Russian vaccine and then tell us if you take it or not? Okay. Well, you know, there's a high-profile COVID-19 vaccine that was developed in Russia and China, and they both share a potential shortcoming. They're, they're both based upon a common cold virus that many people have been already exposed to. Uh, well, that limit effectiveness, we're not sure. So they're, they're based upon a modified form of an adenovirus that can cause a cold. And they got emergency approval in several countries before completing large-scale trials. Um, That bothers me. The reason it bothers me is sometimes there's a difference between acute treatment of an illness. So if you're in the hospital and you're very sick, can I try things that don't have large trials, like remdesivir? You know, we have trials, dexamethasone, we have trials, but not huge large trials. Uh, We didn't go through phase one, two, three trials for those. But that's because you're sick. When we have a disease that we're trying to prevent you from getting sick and we already have an effective prevention if people would do it, which is distancing, mask, and washing, um, do we want to rush through phase three trials? No, we want this data. And so that concerns us a little bit that they rushed through and they skipped a lot of the steps that we would really like them not to have skipped. Um, 
So a lot of people are experimenting with these adenovirus-based vaccines against a variety of infections for decades. This isn't new. So uh, does it bother me that much? No. Have we noticed any terrible side effects to it? No. But we have to realize, um, you know, that we give this, we put components in this adenovirus and to attack the vector instead of responding to the coronavirus, making these vaccines less effective. So what I mean by that is maybe your immune system's already seen these adenoviruses and our immune system's going to go kill these adenoviruses. And in that, by killing those before we get a good immune response, they may be less effective long term. We don't know that yet. So we need to really figure out you know what's going on but remember there's a huge difference which we always forget between emergency approval for treatment of a disease where emergency approval for prevention of a disease may not be warranted if we already have a reasonable prevention if people would follow it um, so we really need to take a look at that so would you take the Russian vaccine bill uh, no I wouldn't take it right now um, but uh, after uh, 30 million uh, Russians take it and they're doing okay for uh, six months, then I'll consider it. But <laughs> yeah. at this point, I, I, I wouldn't uh, take the uh, uh, the Russian vaccine. Um, no, we have a lot of reasonable alternatives out there. I mean, we have um, Sinovac, which is a uh, Beijing-based company. Uh, we have, you know, Moderna's. We have you know, all of these vaccines, but all of these companies have gotten together and say, we are going to follow the science and we're going to get good data. So once I see phase three data and I look at it and it's reasonable phase three data and it gets approval at that point in time, yes, I am going to get vaccinated. Um, but Oh I'm, yeah, I'm going to be one of the first in line to get vaccinated once the vaccine uh, uh, leaves, uh, gets all the uh, normal um okay and uh adequate testing uh yeah I, I wouldn't i wouldn't hesitate and i think everyone uh should be uh should be vaccinated because this coronavirus if you look at some of our other po uh, podcasts and um on the long-term effects of coronavirus this is a terrible disease and uh, uh we're best off to be uh, vaccinated uh vaccinated against us. But that brings up a point. You said, you know, we have we have some effective uh, treatment or prevention. We have masks uh, and we have distancing. The trouble is, I can tell you in Cincinnati, Ohio, no one's wearing masks and uh, no one's distancing. Uh, I, w I went to the park today. There were there were about 25 young guys jogging through the park. Not one of them had a mask on. Uh, I went to the post office. Uh, there were about eight people, all eight people, including the workers, uh, were all uh, all masked, but uh, but uh, someone walked in without a mask. Um, luckily, he turned around and and kind of walked away. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, wearing a mask is is really is really uh, really critical. And and as I've and if I've said in this um, podcast before, if you don't like wearing a mask, you're really not going to like. Uh, breathing through an endotracheal tube. Yeah, I mean, that's true, Bill. And, you know, I'm in a town in Colorado right now where there's almost no cases. But even if you're in the gym, you have to wear a mask. I go into the post office. You can't come in. There's places on the floor where people stand, little spots that people stand six feet apart. 
Um, these aerosols can stay in the air for hours. You can be inhaling those. The viral load may be a huge factor in how sick you get. So you don't want to be standing in rooms with people that don't have masks on. You want to avoid these crowded situations like going into a, you know, the post office. You might be standing there for some time. If people walk in without a mask, that's a risk. But we have an effective prevention, which is until we get the phase three trials, please, people, be careful. Wear a mask. Distance when you can. Um, when I'm on a trail here in Colorado, most people put a mask on if they're going to pass you or if you're going to pass them. Um, but in certain states, in certain areas, that's not happening. Uh, don't be scared by this normal process where a study is stopped. I've been involved in so many studies that we stopped them to look at safety data. And that one is a different type of study than like Johnson & Johnson is studying an adenovirus, um, which is quite different. This type of vaccine is called a vector-based vaccine because it uses a weakened virus as the vector, the, the delivery information about the pathogen or the COVID to the body to spur an immune response. Um, so a lot of these are different type vaccines. We'll discuss these in another podcast once we get some more data from the beginning of the phase three trials. But there's lots of different mechanisms um, for understanding how these vaccines work. We don't know how long they're going to work when they work. We don't know if we should be giving one booster shot. Um, you know, do we need a booster shot? This is all information that's upcoming. So stay tuned to some of our later podcasts. But please, people, be careful. You know, we're that, that many months away from getting a vaccine that hopefully is effective. All right. Thank you, Alan. Another, another great uh uh, another great uh, series of comments uh, from you. If, um, if you're interested in uh, evidence-based medicine, please um, like our uh, webcast and subscribe to it. Please tell your friends about it. Um, uh, Alan, uh, any comments? No, I really appreciate it, Bill. And stay tuned. We will discuss phase three trial in an upcoming podcast once we get a little bit more peer-reviewed information and we have time to research it, um, but stay tuned to that. But I don't think we have that many months, hopefully sometime in the first quarter or the first half of next year, we will know which vaccine is the best. Remember vaccines, we had a shingles vaccine. The first shingles vaccine didn't work as well as the second one, Shingrix, worked much better than the first. So we're even once something comes out, we're continuing to improve upon it. Um, so stay tuned to our information, and hopefully we'll give you up-to-date, unbiased medical information in regards to vaccines and the rest of the COVID epidemic and pandemic. All right. Thank you, Alan. Thank you.